Please be seated. Let me first express what a great joy and honor it is to be gathered in this space with you and for the kind invitation from Beth to be in this space and to share in this time of preaching on this Palm Sunday. It is a joy and a delight and an honor to be in your midst. Let us pray. Spirit of the Most High God, fall afresh on us. Change us and transform us by the power of your word divine. Let now, O God, the words of my mouth and the very meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Friends, this Sunday we are gathered in the traditional trappings of Palm Sunday. The rhythm and the music moves a little bit faster. There is a little more joy to be inserted here and there. And most importantly, we bring out these palm branches and begin to wave them in festive joy and celebration about what is about to happen. The times cry out to us, wake up. There is something new and something different that is happening all around. It is Palm Sunday and today we join with the whole of Christendom to reenact the celebratory festival of Hosanna and Hallelujahs. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And next year, when a few of us gather on Ash Wednesday, we will have these very same palms ones which we've waved with festive joy on this day, burned to blackened powder and drawn on our foreheads as we hear words reminding us, from dust you've come, and to dust you shall return. What shall we make of the pomp and circumstance of Palm Sunday? What shall we make of the palms that we wave in celebration of the crosses that have been created and made and shared? Why do we do these things here? Why now? Friends, the church is all about storytelling. The church has been about storytelling even before its inception on that faithful day on Pentecost because the gospel writers tell us the good news of Jesus Christ was spreading all throughout the land. How he healed the sick and how he made the lame to walk. How he opened eyes that had been closed and how he gave hearing to those who had none, how he brought about the acceptable year of the Lord's favor. The pomp and circumstance of Palm Sunday is all about recreating story in the churches that I've served back in San Diego and up north in New York City. 
there was a grand celebration that would happen. Oh, I can remember it with joy. Children running throughout, waving palm branches, singing with joy and delight. Reminding the congregation, reminding us all that there is something new that is happening, that something different is transpiring all around us. They would sing with joy this little song that just said, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. And suddenly, we were warmed by that presence, by the congregation remembering, recalling the story, reminding its own self it needs to wake up. Joyfully dancing down the aisle, gaining new voices with full sound with each round, singing, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. The congregation, just like ours today, drawn into the story of Jesus's triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing, but you were not willing. The festive celebration of welcoming the divine warrior who would radically change and fill their lives with, with hope, riding on a borrowed colt or donkey was during this time of Passover to be this moment of celebration. And it was during this time of the Passover that the hopes of the people were strung high that their deliverance would come. They were filled with great excitement their hope was being fulfilled, that healing was being made known to them, that wholeness of life was to be theirs. They no doubt were a jubilant crowd and Jesus was the fulfillment of their hope. And so they sang and so they chanted and so they waved palm branches and leafy branches they threw down cloaks even. The scripture tells us that it was indeed a rather long processional. because Some were ahead and some were following behind. They were welcoming the very one who had come to give them hope. On yesterday, I had the joy of being in somewhat of a similar processional, walking with friends from St. James's, the Richmond Slave Trail, standing in the shoes of those who were enslaved, who traveled right alongside of the James River, walking to auction blocks down in Shaco Bottom. Not sure, fearful, hesitant, yet still hopeful that something might break through that was too a processional, long and winding. We all 
need a little hope these days. Looking at the news, you can cry out, Hosanna, save thou now. Thinking about the number of unarmed black men who are being arrested and detained, killed. Hosanna, save thou now. Heard one theologian once say that this hope that we hang is nothing less than the expectation of those things which faith has believed to be truly promised by God. A different writer has said, hope is but the dream of those that wake. And an artist once painted the picture of hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without words and never stops at all. And the sweetest gale is heard. Hope is holding on even when others have given up. It's believing when others have doubt. It is knowing that your future is not restrained by your present circumstances. Hope is making the decision to live and thrive and prosper even in the midst of death and decay. Hope is to be found in Christ. Christ, the one who comes in as the divine warrior, ready to bring in life. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Jesus most certainly knew the power of God's nearness to his life. Jesus knew the strength of God's promise for his life and he knew the authority of God's call upon his life. And this message is one for us today as well, that when our backs are against the walls of hurt and shame, we are to know and to trust in the one who holds out hope for our lives. When it seems like no matter what we do, we can never catch the right break. We have to know that God's hope is going before us, making a way where there is none. We feel like we cannot go on much more, cannot endure the pain of the moment that we face. It is this warrior Christ who comes and leads the way to a future that stretches before us in mystery and surprise. We are to join in the festive celebration, shouting Hosanna and singing to the king of kings. And yet, what we know is that the very crowds who welcome Jesus with joy and strength are the very same crowds who cry out, crucify him. Bonnie Thurston, professor of New Testament at Brunswick, New Brunswick, I'm sorry, professor of New Testament at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary notes that the story that begins so well on such a high note ends quite wrongly with a crucifixion rather than a coronation. 
faithful reading of the gospel today. Let's hold in stark contrast the joy of this day over against the silent and strong voice, complicity in the acts of violence and abuse. These final moments on earth, filled with jeering and bullying and terrorizing and shame by a people, the people who shouted Hosanna on one day, fill our lives with hope and healing and wholeness becomes the same crowd who gathers to watch the public shaming of the man from Galilee, what James Cone calls a lynching. Upon the cross, he remembers those promises that were taught to him by the religious leaders and the upstanding elders of his community, the promises that God would never forsake him, the promise that God would be closer than a father, a mother, sister, or brother, the promise that God would make a way out of no way, that God would in no wise fail, that God would never know never forsake. And yet, it was the pain of that moment, the anguish of the cross, enduring the injustice of the courtroom, hell being carried, called every name but the Son of God, bruised and weakened limbs. He cried out with horror in a way that is different from all others who gave their life upon crosses or lynching trees. The gospel tells us, greatly distressed and troubled, that his soul was sorrowful unto death. And we know that he died with loud cries and tears. <laughs> Proclaiming the imminence of the kingdom of God, demonstrating the power of God among the, uncur the incurable, demonstrating God's provision among the rejected and the despised, demonstrating God's providence among the hated. Jesus went beyond the traditional framework, was understood within the covenantal bonds of Israel, mediated a closeness with God, mediated love. And so we are called on this day to remember the hope that comes in this moment, to shout and to sing with festive joy what is being brought into this world. Life, hope, justice, and healing. May this be ours to celebrate on this day, even amid the loss, the difficulty, the trying moments that we face. May we remember to shout Hosanna, for he is the King of Kings.